0: John Lim here, and I'm absolutely thrilled and honored because we are moving forward today with Winnie Sun, Managing Director and Founding Partner of Sun Group Wealth Partners, an award-winning financial consulting firm providing financial planning services to business owners, executives, celebrities, and more. Many of you may recognize Winnie from CNBC's Closing Bell and Fox Business News. She is also the host of Renegade Millionaire and has been featured in numerous TV shows and publications. Hello, Winnie. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? Awesome. It is so great to have you on the show. So excited to talk to you today. You have such an interesting story that I really want you to share with Moving Forward listeners. So I only touched a little bit on the introduction. So I was wondering if you could share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and your career journey.
1: Sure, happy to do so. Well, I have been, well, I, I'm currently a financial advisor and I've been a financial advisor for about 17 years now. Uh, prior to coming into this industry, I was in the television industry. I owned a television mm-hmm. audience production company. Wow. Started that while in college and we sold it. We were one of the largest. So I was moving um, people to all sorts of fun shows that you see today. Um, And that segued over, was recruited to work at uh, Smith Barney at the time. Mm -hmm. And now I have my own firm.
0: That's fantastic. I mean, how did you get into that? I mean, let's start with the television production company. I mean, what was your path to to start that? And then how did you segue into doing wealth management and finance?
1: Well, you know, uh, well, I. I was in television. I started the television uh, industry while still in college. And it was a means to really uh, start a business to, to bring some income in and really help my parents out financially too. And, um, you know, but having typical Asian parents, they were somewhat disappointed that I was working in television, uh, rather than you know going to law school or law something. Law
0: school, med school, or you know, yeah. you? maybe maybe engineering, right? <laughs>
1: maybe engineering, right? Absolutely. And John so I was actually just a complete failure in their eyes. So oh. I felt like, well, maybe. I can, I can do this, you know, and this was back in the day where you could pretty much invest in anything.com and the, mm-hmm. the stock would move up mm-hmm. and you would make money. And I thought, oh, I can do this. I can help people invest money. I can be good at this. So I started a CFP program at night at UCLA and I was almost completed the program when the dean of the program approached me and says, you know, Winnie, I think you should go to Smith Barney. They have a recruiting session. I think you're ready. Wow. Yeah, so that's really how it started. I went there, and I was in a room of, goodness, about 120 of the most beautiful people in Los Angeles. Everybody was six foot something. Everyone was gorgeous. And I remember thinking, oh, thank goodness I have a job to go back to because this is not going to work out. You know, everybody was just an ex-pro baseball player or, or something or another. And I did not come from a wealthy family, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that many wealthy people. And um, at the end of the recruiting session, you know, they were telling us, you know, you'd be lucky if you get a job here. Everybody wants to work here, but don't Mm -hmm. be disappointed if you're not picked. So at the very end, I get tapped and they said, Winnie, we'd like to see you. So I was thinking to myself, oh, goodness, I must have parked in the wrong spot. You know, something must have gone wrong. And um, my poor uh, boyfriend, who's now my husband, is still waiting for me in the lobby because, you know, I couldn't find my way to get here. Um, Mm -hmm. They took me to the back office and and, uh, it was a table of about eight men in beautiful suits with cufflinks and, you know, um, monogram shirts and everything else. And uh, basically they said, we, they asked me some questions about what I did in TV and how I was able to, you know, work with American's Funniest Home Videos and World of Fortune, and Jeffrey and MTV and all these things. And so I told them and they said, well, young lady, we're not letting you leave this room until you sign with us. Really? So the beginning of that. Uh-huh. And then the following week, I did sell our business to a competitor. And um, the rest is history. I went into the financial industry, uh, having owned some mutual funds and stocks myself, you know, helped my parents a little bit. But that was the extent of it. And um, the first you know, first few years, it was really tough, but it just seemed such a natural fit because I did really well from, almost from day one. Now, that's it was a saying. good fit personality-wise.
0: And then what inspired you to launch your own company, your own firm?
1: Uh, this firm or the first company?
0: <laughs> well, both. Let's talk about both. I mean, let's talk a little bit about the entrepreneurial leap that you made.
1: Yeah, I, I think, you know, um, like a lot of people, you know, my parents were entrepreneurs. And I think um, although uh, I, I like the stability of working at a big firm—I was at Smith Barney, which is part of Citigroup, for eleven years—and I, I definitely appreciated having, you know, all the, the benefits and healthcare and all those right. little perks. But I always felt like there was so much more I could do, and I wanted to have control over my schedule and my mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And who I did business with and how I charge people. And, you know, I think you have to have that natural instinct of knowing that no matter what, I'll be okay. Like if this job doesn't work out, I will be financially fine. And that confidence um, led me to start, you know, two businesses. And um, when everyone says that they don't understand why you would do that and and I I really don't care what people think. I think I, I always knew that I could outwork anybody. Yeah. Maybe you're when, not when the smartest, but you need to know um, where your strengths are.
0: Absolutely. And, w- and where do you think that confidence came from? Was that something that was just instilled in you from a young age, or is just is this something that you gained along the way? I mean, w- where do you think that the source of that was?
1: Well, you know, it's really. Um, fortunate. I have first generation parents from Taiwan who don't, who didn't speak, you know, a lot of English coming here and they worked there. They worked really, really hard. And they did, you know, from opening a pizza store to going to real estate to really just doing whatever they needed to do. Yeah. I think I always knew that I could fall back on them, meaning that they couldn't support me, but I would have a roof over my head so if it didn't work out on whatever I tried at least I had someone to live so I didn't really feel that I was taking much risk but I felt like if I didn't really listen to my entrepreneur spirit I would always feel like trapped and that's how I felt uh, yeah working for a big firm I did very, very well, but I always felt like there was so much more potential that I hadn't touched upon that they didn't understand. And even to this day in my industry, I'm always being told almost like this week already three times, oh, I've never seen anyone do that before. You know, I've never heard of anybody. Well, nobody in our industry does that. And that is what I love to hear.
0: (laughs) No, it's a great and I, I mean, what you're saying resonates so much with my own story. And I know for a lot of moving forward listeners, that feeling of, yes, I have have a little bit of stability and security, but I also have that feeling that I'm a little bit trapped. And it's when mm-hmm. that trapped feeling kind of tugs at you more than the, the benefits of having that uh, working for that corporate job or that big firm job. That's when you have to maybe start asking some questions. And it sounds like you did.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, hmm.
0: Absolutely. Well, Winnie, as you know, though, part of the career and especially the entrepreneurial journey can be fraught with setbacks. Sometimes we'll have roadblocks. We'll have things that we just didn't anticipate curveballs. That's just part of life. And I'll use the F word we will sometimes fail along the way. So I was mm-hmm. wondering, Winnie, can you share a time maybe where you had a big setback or a roadblock where you felt like things just completely fell apart?
1: Oh yeah, so many times. I mean, I remember working in television, and I would lose. You know, I had um, I had signed contracts. Like America's Funniest Home Videos was a client of mine for a long time, right? And I had other mm-hmm. shows that I was working, and all of a sudden, either the show didn't pan out, they didn't get renewed. Or I lost a contract for whatever reason, and it's really discouraging. And you're thinking, how could I have? You know, I worked so hard for this, but I always think that um, everything in life happens for a reason. When I first met Barney, it was it was really quite it was quite difficult uh, in in many ways. It wasn't so much the work, but the environment. You know, it's a, it's very cutthroat. Um, but now that I'm a little bit older, I think. And having owned now two success, two very successful businesses, and um, now a, a multi-million uh, financial firm, is that I leave. I really believe you have to let things go, and some things you just have to trust to karma. Yeah. You know, people aren't nice to you, or you know, people don't believe in you, or, or whatever it may be. You have to. You have to believe in yourself, and you have to believe in something higher that will will take care of things. So, like you know, sometimes things just suck and life and business sucks. Right. And sometimes you you feel like people are coming after you. And the more successful you are, the more people will come after you. But you just have to you just have to brush it off and move on. I mean, that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur is nobody tells you you can't do something. That's It's all in your head.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. And Winnie, that leads perfectly into my next question. So was there a point at which the light bulb went off for you or was there a moment where things just sort of clicked for you?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think when I was working at Smith Barney, you know, I loved the firm. It was a great company, loved my clients and everything I was doing. But I always felt like there was so much more I wanted to share out to the world and there wasn't a way for me to do Mm -hmm. it. And So when we when Morgan Stanley bought out Smith Barney, that was really for us the defining moment of when we decided it was time to make a change. So we had been talking to all the major warehouses. We had gotten significant, significant (laughs) offers to join them. And um, then we talked to where we're at now, an independent broker dealer that, you know, didn't give us the big sign on check, but enabled to do things that we wanted to do, which was to market us ourselves to become a personal brand to become somewhere to like to you know like we, we would do some like client events like appreciation events once a year we do client events and literally it was like love fest clients would love us they would, kiss, they would kiss us and hug us and bring us gifts and like you know i had a child and my my office was filled with baby gifts and i was like if only we could just somehow bottle this up and show other people i wouldn't have such a difficult time getting new clients right. and so i would and so social media was was already up and alive and really big. And I said, we need to be able to use this so that we can get more clients. But it took, it took going independent, making that jump and trusting that that was the right decision, turning away a significant amount of money, which would have changed my life uh, to know that that was the right thing. And so it's now what, five years, the best decision. So I think that, um, it was a It was a defining moment because it was just you just had to trust in your own abilities to make up what you were going to give up at that moment.
0: I love that to make up what you 're going to give up and to trust in your own abilities and most importantly, I mean you you didn 't listen to the naysayers you didn 't listen to the to the external noise that will sometimes hold people back, and I think that's really important that 's really moving forward listeners I mean if you have a passion, if you have. A purpose that's tugging at you I mean you've got to believe in yourself I think that's so important Winnie let me ask you what was your experience with social media before you started jumping onto it I mean was it a tough learning curve for you was it something you took to naturally I mean what was your experience using social media and just getting using that as a platform to market yourself
1: well it's, it's really funny because now I'm like the the second most followed financial advisor on social media today oh yeah and it. It's hilarious because if you talk to my husband, my husband had been telling me because my husband's always been um, high-level IT, and he he's always told me I should use Facebook and this, not this and that. And I'm naturally actually a very private person. I said no, I'm never gonna do it. And then and then later on, um, it, it you know LinkedIn was allowed at my first firm, and then later more social and. It just became a great leverage of time because I can only meet so many people at any given day and sure. being you know young children and a very busy um, multiple businesses now, you have to be able to somehow juggle and um, social media made it a, me to be able to you know have three children and run a really, really big practice. So yeah, yeah, I'm on it all the time, and I actually do do my own social.:
0: Wow. you share so much great. Output and you know, on social media, and I, I, we're connected on several platforms. And I'm consistently impressed. I mean, I, you know, it's especially with the number of followers you have. I mean, it's it almost feels like a full time job sometimes keeping up with that.
1: <laughs> well, there is technology that make that a little bit easier, yes. <laughs> but I mean. It is hard. I mean, you can see when I get busy because I go radio silent for a little bit, but I try to be I try to be really methodical about it. So I do jump on it just like I always translate to breakfast, lunch and dinner. Yeah. So I do try and consistently go in, you know, a couple of times a day and our our we do this big tweet chat every Wednesday that trends Twitter every week so that almost that keeps me there all the time <laughs> I
0: like that. and, and that's actually a great practice for, for moving forward listeners if you're thinking about leveraging social media I like that the breakfast lunch and dinner I mean that's when most people are on social media anyway I mean just based on the natural workday flow and I know your Twitter chat is, is really popular and I think that's such a great way to connect with so many people so great takeaways for moving forward listeners well Winnie Are you ready for the knowledge burst session? Let's do it. All right. Well, this is one of my favorite parts of the show. This is where our guests share three game-changing resources and tips that can inspire our listeners to move forward. So I'm going to tweak it just a little bit. I'm so excited to have you. And I want to ask you, starting with this, share one simple tip for building wealth for the long term that Moving Forward listeners can start doing today.
1: Absolutely. So here's my, my tip for you. Number one, set up auto savings. You know how you set up auto pay for your credit cards? Yeah. Do the same thing for your accounts. So just like you do for your 401k at work, that's not quite enough. You should do a separate account, be IRA or anything else, have it automatically go in. And then what you do is you keep a little bit of lunch money on the side, some extra money so that when there are corrections in the market, you double up those contributions.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. And and it's it's one of those things, I mean, when you automate it, it's something you don't have to think about and it's basically working for you during the week. So great, great share. Well, Winnie, recommend if you have one, do you have a favorite app, website or resource or I'm going to add to this productivity practice that's been a real game changer for you?
1: Hmm, That's a really good question. I am like, I'm addicted to internet search. That's probably my biggest hobby. But I would say, Gary Varenchek, who I know many of you know, Gary V. Mm -hmm. So I love his, um, I love his feed and his emails. So I think that's a good place to go or anything social media, really. um, In terms of social media, I guess, I guess one tool I could say when it comes to managing your social media, I would recommend is probably Buffer.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. But Gary V is also an excellent resource, and we'll have a link to his uh, website on the write-up. So thank you for sharing that. Well, one more knowledge burst question, Winnie. So I'm excited to ask you. So how do you recharge your batteries or reboot when you just feel like you've got too much going on, where you feel like you're up against the wall?
1: That's a good question. That does happen quite often, right? I try to keep a very zen life. So um, rule of thumb, uh, no negativity in the office or at home. So I... Question. Yeah, no negative, no negative employees, clients, whatever. And um, I think that keeping a good life, like sleep enough, exercise enough
0: is key. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. We're going to do a little time travel. So ready to go back in time? Let's do it. All right. So let's look at yourself maybe five to 10 years ago. What is one lesson, tip, or piece of advice that you would give your past self that you wish you had known then?
1: Um, that there is no place in my life For Like I talked about earlier, negativity. So I don't need any. I really you don't need that to be successful. And and in fact, you need to choose a difficult choice. So even if you're getting paid a ton of money or whatever, all it takes is one piece of bad, bad unhappiness in your life. To, to change like your momentum and your growth. So you have to choose yourself before you choose business. And that's key. So always focus on you. It's not selfish. It's actually good for your clients.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And how do you think your younger self would have reacted to that advice?
1: <laughs> she would have said, okay, whatever, I'll
0: worry about that later. <laughs> Yeah, that seems to be a common response that I get when I ask people the flip side, like how your younger self would have reacted. So yeah, but I think that is fantastic (laughs) advice. And moving forward, listeners, cut out the negativity in your home and your work life. I think that is so important. And it's, I mean, I think studies have shown that it also contributes to better health and a longer life. So good advice. Well, Winnie, how can our listeners connect with you and learn about all the fantastic work that you're doing?
1: Oh, thank you. Well, I love to connect with all of you. If you Google me, you can find me. I'm really, I'm everywhere on social. But yeah, on social, on Twitter is SunGroupWP, and so our website is also SunGroupWP.com. And I do have a, I've had a long time Forbes column, and so you can just type in Forbes Winnie Sun, and you can catch me there too.
0: Awesome, and we'll have links to all of that on the write-up. Winnie, using no more than three or four words, what parting wisdom mm-hmm. would you like to pass on to Moving Forward listeners?
1: I would say believe in yourself
0: always. I love that. Believe in yourself always always perfect way to close this interview winnie i want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today to share your journey and story and your knowledge bursts so that our listeners can move forward it's been a complete honor thank you john for doing this absolutely and once again moving forward listeners check out the write-up at bemovingforward.com. Remember, you can also follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week, and remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.